welcome to that Single Mom Club podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so excited about today's episode. But before I get into that, I just want to say it's been a hot minute (laughs) since um, the last episode with Stephanie Ostriker. We were going to do an Instagram or Facebook live and answer some more questions. And then we both got wrapped up with some craziness um, at our kids' school with our um, kids being exposed to some positive COVID cases um, or a positive COVID case. And uh, we had to isolate Thankfully, everybody is healthy and fine, but that just totally threw a wrench into the plans and derailed my focus. So um, that is on pause, but for those people who did send in some questions, we will plan a follow-up in some way, shape, or form, whether that's... um, through social media, or if I record another episode with Steph, then we will do something to answer some of those questions, because there were some good questions that came through, and they will definitely be addressed um, in the near future. Today's episode is with Christy King-Para. She is an entrepreneur in direct sales. She's also a transformational and intuitive soul coach for women. And um, she's been super inspiring and motivational for me. And I hope that everybody listening gets as much out of the conversation as I did. But just before we get into the interview, we met through uh, Stella and Dot. And this just prompted me to think about um, Stella and Dot and other direct sales or multi-level marketing companies. Because some people have a real strong opinion against these multi-level marketing companies. And um, I just feel like I need to put a public service announcement out there in support of entrepreneurs in general and um, small businesses in general, especially during COVID. Small businesses are hurting the most. But specifically to anybody in direct sales. Yes, part of the business model is um, building a team of other salespeople and um, sharing the opportunity to earn flexible um, income through these companies. But If you're not interested in joining and starting your own direct sales business, you can politely decline and just say you're not interested. That's no problem at all, but you can still support by purchasing products through your local friend, family, or, you know, local direct sales rep. I mean, there's tons of companies from Avon back in the day. I think Avon was probably the... Um, trailblazing company that people think of, but there's so many companies. There's Arbonne has lots of products. There's, um, I'm not going to say the names properly, but there's some like home cleaning um, companies that are direct sales. 
Cutco knives <laughs> were were um, my my parents got Cutco knives and. Uh, I I never knew anything other than Cutco knives because of that so I've got Cutco knives um, is another company. There's makeup. There's uh, candles. There's um, uh, I'm trying to remember what what all the companies are. Stella and Dot was uh, or is. Um, jewelry and accessories but they have uh, sister companies called keep collective and ever skincare so there's tons of skincare companies and makeup companies and if these are products you would normally purchase at big chain stores then I just encourage you to you know look maybe outside of the box that you're used to and support some of these small businesses because the commission that people earn um, directly impact their families and you're making a direct impact in somebody's life when you decide to purchase you know, your makeup or your skincare from a direct sales as opposed to going to a big chain like shoppers or, you know, another big chain store where you could get similar or um yeah similar products um and then you're obviously supporting a, a big um you know a huge company rather than helping support a smaller business so that's it that's my little public service announcement to please support local and um maybe think outside the box a little bit. It it did make a difference for me when I had my Stella and Dot business and I want to thank all of my friends and family and customers for supporting that business when I was running it. Um, and it did make a difference. It, it gave me some flexibility. It gave me a little bit of extra income. Um, and it actually gave me, I think, some of the sales skills that I ended up um, becoming, it ended up becoming vital for my current job um, that has that's become my dream job. So it really is um, very impactful. So I want to say thank you to everybody who supported my Stella and Dot business. And without further ado, I will um, end this intro and start the interview and conversation with Christy, and I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So hi, Christy. Thanks so much for joining me today and um, recording with me on that Single Mom Club podcast. I I actually can't even remember how many years ago it was that I met you, but I became a Stella and Dot stylist after my first son was born, and I wasn't really super excited about going back to work and needed a bit of a side project, um, I guess similar to this, (laughs) to um, keep me um, excited and and, um, moving forward. And I was at one of the product launch events where you were speaking about your story and was inspired by your story about becoming a entrepreneur and sort of shifting gears from a career perspective and so I've sort of followed you on social media ever since and 
um, found myself in a similar position as a single mom. And so you've been from a distance, you've been an inspiration to me. So I'm really excited to have you um, as part of the podcast and um, and sharing your story. So hopefully you can be an inspiration to many more people and all of the listeners. So welcome to that Single Mom Club podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. It's so good to be here and to just have this conversation with you. I really appreciate that. And do you want to introduce yourself and just give some background on who you are? Absolutely. So my name is Christy Kingpera. I'm a mom. My boys are 10 and 8. I am also engaged. My fiance's name is Carl and we have two dogs, Benson and Dax. So we have a busy, bustling, blended family, uh, house full of boys and I wouldn't have it any other way. Are both dogs Uh, also boys? Yeah, they are. I love it. You're surrounded by men. For sure. So it's interesting like how we first met because when I started my Stella and Dot business, I wouldn't have known back then that, you know, my journey would end up where it is right now. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So before I started my Stella and Dot business 10 years ago, I was a corporate marketing executive, uh, have been with, uh, in direct sales for 10 years and have also started a coaching business. So I'm a transformational and intuitive soul coach for women, but I would never have thought that, you know, back, you know, back then or when that started that, that I would end up, you know, transitioning through separation, divorce, single mom, and even now, like to the life that is now where it is, which is a complete 180 from where I was, you know, and uh, struggling in my marriage and in in my relationship and making that difficult decision to um, to leave when my boys were two and four and, uh, you know, to now being in this kind of blended family to co-parenting amicably to having successful thriving businesses. And it's been quite a healing journey, but I, it all happened for me and I wouldn't have it any other way with how <laughs> the life I have right now, you know? There's it's there's so many parallels. So I mean, my kids were also two and four when um, we split up and we are co-parenting amicably. And the focus for us is also, you know, making sure that the kids are okay. And he's had other relationships and now I'm in a relationship. And so there's a lot of, you know, the you talk about transition, many transitions and making sure my kids are okay through all of it is always sort of number one in my head. What is like the focus for you through all of it? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like even that has been such a journey. So in if I if I bring myself back to my mindset around even making the decision of leaving and ending uh, an unsuccessful marriage, which I felt like was that decision was a success, even though it was hard to get to at that stage that, mm. um, the idea that I, I am a big believer and have a, <laughs> a, a big spiritual heart and spiritual practice, but a big believer that 
our children choose us as parents and that they knew what they signed up for like their souls knew what they signed up for as they entered <laughs> you know the womb and and entered this world and so where i you know would have stayed for the kids i ended up leaving for the kids um and this idea of just making sure that they're okay just knowing that the decisions i made honored my soul and myself you'll hear me mention soul a lot it's a lot of the work i do with mm -hmm. with women that i coach now is like that that connection back to self and soul and i think if if as as moms as single moms as women we are leading ourselves first we will not lead our children astray because we are honoring the calling of our heart and our soul and and it was it was a very strong calling back then and then carrying that with me through the bumpy parts of you know the shaky parts <laughs> it may not be that way for everybody but mine has definitely been up and down it's amicable now it's definitely had its challenges um mm -hmm. and at the beginning just holding out this higher high highest vision and faith of what could be possible for a co-parenting relationship instead of participating in toxic dances really leaning into like whoa where am i showing up where am i co-contributing where am i participating in this is this for my children's highest good and um and and really cleaning up my side of the street and what i could control so that i could show up and be there for the kids and i could focus my energy on parenting them um and then even in those moments where and this is a very long answer but it all kind of ties back to like leading yourself first to leading the kid like giving the kids like empowering the kids with what what they need through these transitional times too um and even in those times where they have been shaky in the co-parenting uh situation is just like pouring that energy into into showing up and giving the kids what they need through those transitions so it's been uh it's definitely like i said been a bumpy road but like they're they're so happy now there's so love there's so much love at both homes they see these healthy thriving relationships modeled for them and their families their immediate families in in both homes have exponentially grown so mm. there are more people to love them and that they can love that can help raise them and I, I actually think it's a beautiful thing <laughs> amen there's so many powerful things that you said in, in that answer I'm like trying to process it all at at the one time um first of all I love just that you identified the breakdown of your marriage or the decision to end your marriage as a successful decision. Like that's step number one of sort of moving forward in a in a positive, productive way is sort of recognizing that when something isn't working, you need to make the right decision for everybody involved and then sort of move forward. So even even that, you know, we within my family, I don't know how your family was um, and your friends and your network, but originally my um, parents were not supportive of the idea. So 
um, that was sort of really hard to to stay true to what I knew ultimately in my heart. And as you talk about your soul, like I knew in my, my heart and my soul, we would get to a place where everybody would be happy and well adjusted and, um, and living the life that they should be living. Um, but in well, those walking through that is sometimes like, right. It's, it's one thing to keep that high vision. It's another thing to actually look back at it now and be like, Oh, that took like longer than I may have thought of. But when you're in it and making those decisions, it's like to hold that vision and that faith that everything will be okay. can be, can be difficult. And listening to like listening to yourself and like knowing that what you feel inside is the is absolutely the right thing to do, even when the people around you are saying it's a mistake, you're going to ruin your kids lives, they're going to have emotional, you know, trauma to deal with because of the the fallout and the shuffling back and forth. I think that's um, really just so powerful what you said about like you're, you know, being true to your soul ultimately is going to then be what's good for your kids and not sort of compromising what you know for yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my God, I love that. So in you, you describe now two happy homes with an abundance of love, which is amazing. I think you know, people listening, that's ultimately what we're all hoping for and striving for, for our, um, for our kids, at least that's uh, what I'm working towards for, for mine. Um, But do you have any advice or any suggestions or any like key learnings on how you got to that point? And do your kids, I guess maybe this is a two part question. Do your kids ever, um, ever question it or feel like they just want, you know, yes, they have two happy homes, but they would just prefer to have one and like not shuffle back and forth. Yeah. So how did we get here? So like I said, long and windy road. Mm -hmm. Um, I think back to honoring self, like what does, what do you want to create? I think I think we're, I think we, I believe we can create our reality (laughs) through our minds and our actions and our thoughts. So like, number one, even in the, yeah, even I just, I see so many people transitioning through divorce, just, just stay in the toxic dance Mm -hmm. of the engaging and, and, and of shining the light on what isn't working. So just taking that radical responsibility for what you can, how you can show up, how you can lead yourself and give yourself what you need, set the boundaries that you need to within a toxic (laughs) dance. Um, and be consistent to hold hold strong to that. I think are keys to to getting there. They're definitely part of how I shifted from you know the toxic angst to this healthy, happy, thriving home. You know, so I and it's intentional. It was intentional because that's what I wanted to create for my children and for myself, right? If I was going to leave something that wasn't working, I didn't want to stay in what wasn't working. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to show my children a different outcome. So just like, I think I think we so often give our power away 
like as women, as humans, to people, to things, to like, oh, this is just how it is. Well, actually, it could be different. Like you can change your mind. You can create a different outcome. You can like be intentional about what you want to create. So I feel like it exists because, sorry, I thought those were, is that me? (laughs) Yeah, it exists because I created it, you know, like intentionally created it. But within that, there were a hundred percent, um, like boundaries. There were periods of time where there was like no contact to like, I mean, co-parenting. Yes. But like firmness in like, no, I won't tolerate this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And so, and in those moments, um, So, because, and my kids are 10 and 8 now, and so they were 2 and 4. I think that as soon as you know, you need to, (laughs) I'm a very quick, decisive person, but, like, you kind of need to, I think that the younger they are, kind of the better, like, Mm. because I do, I, my experience, Um, and then the, yeah, just being able to focus on the kids. Like, in my case, it's 50-50 parenting. So if something flared up with their dad, I and they, the, the boys were at their, let's just say the boys were at his house, I would just, like, pray that they were happy and safe and healthy, which they, they are. Like, that is just the, the base kind of boundary. So, like, any of the other stuff, it doesn't really matter because they're happy, healthy, and safe, and they're going to come back to me. And so, like, just keeping my mindset instead of on fear and worry around, like, they are okay. Like, you know, I can – all I can do is control what I can control. And then when they are back in my home, loving on them, checking in on them – Paul's checking, like, what do they need right now? Um, And parenting them from that place versus, like, again, engaging in that dance. Because I think, like, their behavior, how they show up, what they tell you is everything you actually need to know. And, I like, if you're in a a toxic kind of cycle, like, you don't need to take that and run. Like, Mm -hmm. you can just let that go, like, and just be there and give them what they need now during your time with them. So... This is all to say that, like, that stuff did happen along the way. Like, it didn't just come to this overnight where, like, things are happy and loving now, but they are that way now. But I really think we have the power to create what we want and shift the dynamic. Mm -hmm. So before I answer the second part, did you want (laughs) to? No, I I think it's, I mean, just reflecting back on my experience I have to constantly remind myself like it doesn't matter how much tv they're watching at their at their dad's house my house is you know my our sanctuary and we will you know live differently and we'll be happy and we'll be healthy here and it doesn't like the the little things I feel like we get um at least I I can only speak for myself but I get stuck on some of like the little things like TV and what they're eating and, you know, how they're playing and those kinds of things because they are little and things um, are, they, they are easily influenced by certain things and, you know, what you can. And con- we have no control. Right, exactly. <laughs> what I can control is my house and what happens at my house. And you're right, they're safe, they're happy, they're loved, they're, you know, they're doing well at, at their dad's house. I don't need to um 
it's a waste it's of our that energy. like micromanagement yeah. of all of like the little things mm. yeah a hundred percent it's a waste of our energy we have to let that go and then back to that thing I said near the beginning they knew who they picked as parents because mm. what they are going to learn from you and at your home compared to at their dad's house is different because it's supposed to be I think another big thing is to never make the other wrong like yeah. it's different and that's okay but not to make them wrong like yeah we, we do it differently here right um I have a quick little like transitional tip like for anybody I'm we just have these little like transitional traditions so the day they go to their dads they get french toast for breakfast Ooh. and the day they come back from their dads we have hot cocoa hot chocolate and cuddles and we just kind of have that time and, and so we're kind of making these like ceremonies or these like kind of traditions around it um we the, when they're eating their french toast and they're heading back to their dads they're telling me what they're grateful for about their time that we just had together mm -hmm. you know and what they're excited for when they're going to their dads so just this like just being able to kind of integrate it talk about it normalize it um i love so that i love that transitions can be difficult i mean i'm not great with change in general myself i know that about myself my work world has gone through some changes in the past week and and it's been high anxiety for me so i can only imagine um you know transition days which now are are a regular thing can be tough for a lot of people i love that sort of you know the the schedule the the predictability of of the transition when transitions can be unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. We also do like a lot of touch connect time. I mean, as they were younger, there was a lot of tactile stuff and it really does take them uh, time to, to recalibrate to our home. The rules are different when they were little. I would, I, as they were coming in the door, as we were creating those traditions, it would be like, okay. And I'd over exaggerate it. Where are you now? You know, we're at mommy's. Okay, what are the rules here? Like, because they were different. So mm -hmm. just that reinforcement of the routines and the structures. And then one more transition tip is like, um, so like you, like there's more tech time over there. There's later bedtimes over there. Um, and so they come back and they just seem to really crash and need an early bedtime on their first night back. So it's like kind of operation, like how early can we get these guys to bed? Because the next morning they're so different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are some techniques there. That, those are such good suggestions. So you've now, you've worked hard. It's obviously, it doesn't come easily um, and it doesn't come without work, but you've worked hard to create now two happy, positive, loving environments, which is fantastic. And it sounds like your kids have adjusted and, and are adjusting and are happy in both homes. But do, you, do they ever have those moments where they just don't want to shuffle back and forth? Like they just, you're happy, he's happy, you're successfully co-parenting. So it's sort of like, why are we in this? Do you ever have that experience with your kids? Yeah, so yes and no. So they, 
we've really made a big deal about how lucky they are to have two homes with love. They get like two birthdays, two Christmases. Like they get spoiled. We're like, do you know that like, yeah, it might be different. And like, look at this, like they get two birthday cakes, like, right? Like, so, um, but there's definitely been moments and this, here's something I mentioned the age thing. I think that because they were so young, like my youngest doesn't really know better than the two. He was two. Carter, uh, my eldest knows maybe a little bit more, but what's what's fascinating is like, well, I know that they wouldn't choose us being back together. Mm. And I say that from the standpoint of, We've had conversations about that, and um, we've talked very much about, like, not all the reasons of why we aren't together, but, like, we've used this word of, like, respect and, like, you know, people respecting each other and making sure that that happens and that mom and dad had, like, a few difficulties with that, so this felt better so that's kind of where like the level of where they understand the why with it right now um and within that they can see it modeled they see a respectful healthy relationship modeled for them now and they can't see that they I don't know they can't they just can't see us back together we've had the conversation and where and I don't know if this is right or wrong but like you know, what would you rather? Would you rather mom and dad be back together in one home? But if that happened, you wouldn't see Carl and the dogs in this home and you wouldn't have Megan and Cameron, their stepbrother and their dog at their dad's home. Like, what would you rather? And like every single time they would rather have what it is right now because there's so much more love, you know? It's that sort of grass is always greener mentality and you have to bring it back to what we have is amazing and and that you know gratitude for what you do have i really i'm going back to that transition day tradition that you have of you know what are you grateful for what are you excited about i love that sort of ending ending and beginning on the on the positives totally it's so i mean like i said from um from a distance you've been an inspiration to me from like a stella and dot perspective but now just like the parallels and in our lives so this has been um this conversation has been very um reassuring reaffirmative (laughs) that i'm sort of on the right path um which i think is great but you you talk about your um, your coaching and coaching um, women and moms and single moms. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's fascinating in the sense of like, while I was going through it and kind of in the healing after divorce, I I have always been this seeker <laughs> from a very young age. I've I'm someone who's like committed to personal growth and development. And so when my divorce happened, I was like, this is time to deep dive deep. And like, how did this happen? How did I marry him? (laughs) Like, um, what was I attracting? What was, how do I, um, 
learn from this? What are the lessons that are here for me? And so that they aren't repeated, right? I, I think that like one of my biggest fears was um, just kind of either attracting a similar, like if we attract our wounds kind of, so to speak Mm -hmm. in relationship, like attracting that similar kind of thing. And just, again, not wanting to engage in things. So like, how could I go out and clean this up and heal from my side? And so there were therapists and there was like lots of Reiki and spiritual energetic um, work and relationship coaches and life coaches and business coaches as well, because I've been like continuing to grow my business. And all along, I'm like, there, there's a bigger meaning for what I've gone through. And so um, I started, I started coaching. I start. I feel like a huge part of what I went through was loss of self disconnection to self, like not really listening to my intuition, ignoring some of those red flags from the beginning. Um, why, if I could why do go we back, do that as yeah. women? I feel like so many people I speak to, so many people I speak to, myself included, ignore what our inner selves like my you know my gut my heart my soul my body is telling me one thing and I completely ignore that and follow advice or I don't even know what it is follow a a path that my entire being does not feel is the right path but yet I'm doing it like it it's mind-boggling why and how so many of us um uh-huh. do that like it's it's yeah shocking I, I work with women and that's like my kind of area of expertise and um so I do one-on-one coaching and we have a 12-month coaching program called the expanded soul movement and that is all about that reconnection to soul and leading yourself first and tuning into your soul's desires and then acting with courage and confidence on what is being asked of you. So that is what we do inside of my coaching programs. And we kind of talk about four areas, life, relationship, business, and wealth. And the, but I agree with you. It's one of those things where I think we just have been people pleasing, you know, you, we talk about programming, society, patriarchy, uh, you know, being the over-functioner, being the woman who does all of the things, checks off the to- to-do list, we're going to be there to be there for everybody else, but we're the last ones who we give anything to. And I think we just, it's a reclamation, it's a homecoming, it's a return to self. And um, so that's what we do inside my coaching programs. And, and I really like feel so in my heart and in my like my mission and my purpose in this life is like just to give women permission to honor who they are, you know? And I think that like, I, I, I hope I wish every woman, I I don't wish divorce on every woman, but I hope and wish every woman could feel the way I feel now having healed through it, but really just allowing my soul to lead the way. Like, what do I want? Who am I? Why am I here? What is my soul asking of me? 
And how can I find the courage and confidence to just take that next right step? Mm-hmm. Amen. I feel like, yeah, you're not, not necessarily wishing divorce, but also I, I tell people I'm happily divorced. Like it's not um, a sad, oh, pity kind of thing. It's I'm happily divorced and then my, you know, my kids are happier because they're in two happy homes as you, as you described creating that um, abundance of love and, and positivity for them. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Absolutely. So how can people find your coaching program? Because it sounds like we all should be signing up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love hanging out on Instagram and Facebook on both of those places. I'm at Christy King Para. So come on over and say hello to me. And I have a free Facebook group. I'd love to invite any of you listeners to. Uh, It's called the Expanded and Empowered Women Circle. And I don't know if you can leave I'll link to- it. Yeah. No, yeah. Awesome. I'll link but it in yeah. the description of the episode here for sure. Yeah. So that's a free group. And I do live trainings there every week. And it's, I really felt like when I was walking through the work that um, as much as like I had built my kind of community and sisterhood with Stella and Dot, this like personal development and growth so the the free facebook group is for women committed to the work and committed to personal growth and development and it's like a safe and supportive community and you can just kind of lean into the conversations and the resources there my one last question just before we wrap up um was there any one piece of advice that was given to you as you were going through it or do you have one piece of advice for other um, single moms as they're sort of going through the transition and, and trying to just do the best that they can for their kids. Give time, time, give time, time. So it takes time, but we need to give time, time. So that was one that like, you can't rush your healing. There's a beautiful Trevor Hall song (laughs) called that. You can't rush your healing and um, find a community like of support, like get the support you need. I am very much where I am because I like list, tuned in, listened to like, okay, what do I need right now? And, and in a lot of those spots, I didn't know how to give that to myself. So I went out and found it and like called it in. And, and I think, I used to be someone who could do it all on my own until my divorce and until I was a single mom. And so just, this is kind of like, maybe not just one piece of advice, but like the other biggest piece that I would say is like, ask for help, but don't only ask for it, receive it. So like, and if that feels uncomfortable to you and you feel like you're someone who just takes on the world and you can do it all and you're independent and you're strong, well, yeah, you are. And you're also deserving of help and support. So like, I remember in my single, like I was in a two year consciously single phase where I literally would like text my neighbors and be like, could I borrow your husband for five minutes? Like got to the point where like, just to lift winter tires out of the car after I had already like worked all day, got the kids, unloaded the groceries. My back wasn't feeling strong enough to lift the tires. Like, could he come over and lift these tires out of my car and into the garage? Like, could he help me? Like, 
And yes, that's like very like gender kind of traditional in the receiving of the help. But like I had to start by like allowing people to open doors for me. Or if someone said, can I take out your groceries when they see me with two kids, like just saying yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Actually, that would really be helpful. So just like you're not alone. Ask for help and receive it. That's such a good one. My my therapist painted this picture for me when, again, I had a very hard time asking for help in the beginning. Um, and it's something I'm still working on, truthfully. Um, but she said a pillar, you know, you, you um, picture a pillar of strength. And to hold up a ceiling or a structure, there's more than one pillar. Because if one pillar breaks or has a crack in it, then the whole ceiling is going to fall down. And you need to make sure you've got other pillars around to help hold up, you know, the house or, or a structure or whatever it is that you've got it. You do need to have people around. You need to ask for help. You need the, the strength of, you know, community. You can't do everything all by yourself. You can't be a pillar of one to hold up. Yeah, and we're wrapping up, but just one more thing. There are going to be hard days. And on those hard days, love yourself more than you've ever loved yourself. Like give yourself grace and compassion, like love yourself. Like you have to give yourself that, that kindness, right? And love yourself through it, lead yourself through it, give yourself what you need. So they're going to be those hard days, but they will pass. Like put yourself to bed early that night and just, it will be like, get a good night's sleep and they will pass because they definitely will come too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has been a really inspiring, positive, really, um, you know, a helpful conversation. And so I hope everybody listening gets as much from it as I have. And um, I'll definitely link your info um, to your group, your Facebook group, and um, hopefully people can get the benefits of it. Amazing. Well, this is so nice, Ashley. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview and conversation as much as I did. I took a lot away from my chat with Christy, being true to yourself, which in turn will be better for your kids and those around you, creating um, traditions and predictability on transition days. I'm trying to implement that with my boys and I loved her advice at the end, give time, time. I think being patient and allowing the process, the healing process and the transition process to get to the other side of whatever journey you're working through um, is so important. I definitely am not a patient person when I want something I want it and I want it to happen now and that piece of advice give time time is really um, impactful for me so I hope you enjoyed Um, I've also joined Christy's Facebook group that she mentions and I'm going to link it here as I discussed but it is called the expanded and empowered women's circle and you can find that on facebook it's free to join there's 
a lot of great content that's posted daily, um, some conversations that happen, lots of motivational quotes and um, lots of opportunities to connect with other women and coaches and get more involved. So thank you so much for listening. If you like the content, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate the support and I'll see you next time.